0: Morning. Uh Talk about uh, credit uh, risk credit loan risk. I did a uh, uh, analysis of some data on credit loans and uh, I found some interesting trends. Um, uh, the interesting thing is I used uh, a Keras Earl net and a logistic regression. I didn't use random forest uh, but I could have, and uh, XGBoost. And the XGBoost, which uses a weak, uh, a weak error corrector, but it does partitioning, did the best. It got <clears throat> about 97% accuracy, which I found really interesting because I couldn't get the, that level of accuracy from the logistic regression I got. And it's using probabilities. I got an 80%. And then Keras, which is a neural net, uh, got somewhere around... I would say I'm not sure because I couldn't actually get the the uh, figure out the accuracy on it Uh, I guess I could have figured out the accuracy but uh, it was pretty it was pretty good like the the percentage of default to loan was I think 23% actual and I was getting about 21% on the uh, using the neural net Keras neural net which was uh, using a binary cross-entropy algorithm for the error correction and uh, used uh, two dense network layers and uh, uh, tangent H uh, activation functions so uh, it was pretty good that way and then with logistic regression I I, uh, uh, ran it through a grid search CV and tuned the TOL parameter, C parameter, and uh, uh, let's see, what was the other one? I can't remember, but uh, it uh, was pretty good. And one thing I noticed that uh, when I normalized the data on logistic regression, my, pers- my accuracy actually dropped, so I, I removed my normalization. Uh, I think I had to do something with the one hot encoding, but not sh- particularly sure why my accuracy dropped by normalizing. But uh, I just removed that out of the pipeline and then used the normalization uh, when I was uh, looking at my accuracy because it has to. Everything has to be normalized when you're dealing with accuracy. So um, the. Uh, the other thing that uh, was interesting about probability is is uh, calculating thresholds. So um, what you do with thresholding is you use Quintel and uh, you get a, uh, let's say you want an 85% confidence ratio and it will tell you what the threshold is based on your probability to get the 85% confidence ratio or confidence band. and uh, so i use that and then use that as my my threshold values Um, so when you do that you do you compare your probability against the threshold and if it's greater than the threshold then it's one otherwise it's zero so you get the uh, binary output that way okay so those are some kind of the mechanics and you can check that out on youtube i've got to uh, walk through the code on that Um, one of the things that was interesting about the demographics of the credit risk is that the banks are, had loaned out a lot of uh, financial institutions, I should say, because it couldn't, might not be just a bank, uh, had loaned out lots of money to younger group um, with some work experience, not a lot, and uh, and about $5,000, and that was the highest density area. and. Start thinking all about you know why is it that group uh, taking loans? You know they're taking five thousand dollar loans and and uh, I think we've talked about that in the podcast in the past that you know maybe it's uh, for you know to cover cost of schooling, maybe they're starting up a startup uh, company and they're borrowing money to get started, um, maybe they're uh, thinking about getting married, they have a baby, you know they need to. Uh, finance some debt uh, to keep going, whatever the case, um, they're, they're borrowing money from the bank. And, uh, and this group is, uh, the, you know, the most dense group for loans as they get older, uh, you know, they're getting more capital, more work experience, uh, longer term time at that job, it's accumulating more wealth. And so they're not looking to borrow money as much. Uh, maybe their, their mortgage is paid off uh, and they're look. you know, they're debating whether to get a second mortgage or, or a second property as an investment property. And uh, they may or may not uh, have to borrow money on that for that. So uh, as you get older you get more work experience, the risk of default decreases. So that was one one interesting trend that I noticed. Another one was, you know, age does matter in terms of probability of getting a loan and how much the loan is. So the as you get older, your loan amounts are going to be larger but less frequent. Less frequent people are going to uh, get larger loans. And uh, uh, income can vary based on age. So you can have young people who could have very high incomes. So it's not necessarily... A hard rule that if you're in your 20s to 30s that you'll uh, only make you know fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars you may make th- two to three hundred thousand depending on what your uh, business opportunities are so there is no hard fast rule there but the the highest density for loans were in that group and uh, for that that range between five thousand to ten thousand dollars so and then And in the case study, most of the the loans were at max around 35,000. So it makes you kind of think that these are maybe uh, non-secure loans or something like that that was being analyzed. But uh, they had the different types, which were mortgage, rent, uh, health, education, and other. So um, it wasn't a specific type of loan that they were targeting. Anyway, just looking at this data, um, you know, you can't have a lot of confidence that the data accurately represented the demographic of the group, or even uh, if you tried to apply this locally or even globally that you could uh, apply those particular patterns. So, uh, uh, what else? So there's there was a. Uh, Some interesting trends and risk that I discovered. Okay, so one is the strategy. Uh, I think we talked about this the other day, Uh, but I'll reiterate it. Strategy of acceptance. So, what you could do is calculate uh, bad bad rate, and so you look at your acceptance threshold. uh, Calculate an estimated valuation on the loan. Uh, You're looking at probability of default. And, uh, and so when you calculate the bad rate, <laughs> then you can see what the possible total losses are based on this thresholding. And, uh, and so uh, in, in uh, um, higher uh, probabilities of default, let's say because the economy is getting turning, things are getting more... Money's getting tighter, fiscal policies change, etc. Uh, your total losses may exceed what your expected total losses are. And in that case, uh, that means that you're behind the predicted curve. So you're based on your data, you're predicting um, what your losses total losses would be. And you don't want to deny loans where you could make money, if the probability was such that the threshold said that they wouldn't uh, default on their loan. So uh, you don't want to lose that opportunity. At the same time, you don't want to give out loans where probability is high that they'll default because they have a high debt-to-income ratios, uh, they have a history of defaults, and so forth, like that. That doesn't mean that a hard, fast rule that the person will uh, not become successful. They may, they may uh, come up with a business idea that helps them make a lot of money and that, you know, they're going to have failures to begin with. They're going to have a hard time getting finances, but once they get going and get a profit model going, that they make money. All right, well, that's about all I want to talk about on this uh, until tomorrow. Happy Python coding and good luck on your machine learning.